Boss Fireside Chat for December 7th. We've got a big week in the EOS community to uh, talk about this week. We're talking EOS developer documentation, USDT EOS listing on Binance, Pomelo Season 4 in progress, WarfKit interview with Aaron and Zach, Eden receives a 500k EOS donation, we got an Emanate Christmas party and remix competition going on, Tiny Enemies, Close Beta, and the EOS Community Poker Tournament going on December 18th, 11 a.m. Eastern. Message me on Discord if you want to join. All right, welcome to the EOS Blockchain Network Community Fireside Chat. Are you ready to hear about the latest developments in this revolutionary new network? Today we'll be discuss discussing the powerful features and capabilities of the EOS blockchain that are transforming the way people interact with digital assets. We will also be exploring how EOS is revolutionizing the way businesses and individuals use blockchain technology to power their operations. Join us as we dive deep into the world of EOS and discover how this innovative technology is creating exciting new opportunities for users around the world. My name is Stefan, I'm one of the co-founders of EOS Nation, currently a top-ranked block producer on EOS, and I would like to thank ChatGPTAI for writing my intro speech today. Personally, I welcome our new AI overlords, and I also welcome every one of you joining us today live on Discord, in the voice chat, where you can participate in this show at any time you want. We encourage you guys to do that. Jump in, share your thoughts, share your questions, share your reactions to the news of the week. Shout out to everyone listening in on YouTube and Twitter and Facebook. And maybe you'd consider joining us on Discord by visiting discord.gg front slash eos network. All right, today, of course, we're talking about EOS, but also the Antelope ecosystem. Antelope is the name for the community-owned blockchain software that powers a variety of highly performant blockchain networks, such as EOS, Telos, Wax, UX, and many others. So, of course, reminder before we get started, when you jump on, share your name, share uh, the team you work for. Everyone loves to hear that. Share some memes, share some pics. I see you guys have already jumped on that. Love to see it. Pop token giveaways every fireside in the pop bot chat on Discord. You can claim yours now. And the road to 10K promo still going on. We're over 6,400 members now in the EOS server. And uh, yeah, you can earn some prizes by inviting new members with your personal invite link. All right, so before we get into the real topics today, I actually want to talk a little bit more about ChatGPT. And um, so this, so I literally just wrote in the chat box, write me my EOS Network Fireside intro, and that's what came out first try, pretty good, um, pretty impressive, impressive tool. I'm sure you guys have seen it if you've been on Twitter in the last week like I have. I haven't had the chance to play it with it as much as I'd like to. Um, but for the upcoming Firesides, I think it'd be cool to share what ChatGPT thinks about EOS, past, present, future. So get out there, ask it questions about EOS, send me by PMs your favorite answers, and maybe I'll use it as a, as a Fireside intro in the future. What, what do you think about that, Nathan? Do you think that's a good idea? Do you think... And um, Tony, do you think the bot is doing a better job than me on its first try? I'm, I'm going to read you something here. Go ahead, Tony. 
Yeah, I, I don't know. I I, I kind of like your own. You have a certain flair to yours that I, I definitely prefer. It's got a bit more depth. You can't, you know. ChatGPT has quite there some yet. limitations. Yeah, has some limitations. Let me let me read this to you. It's more I training in, material. I typed in what is the EOS community or why does the EOS community hate Block One. And it said, I'm not aware of any widespread animosity towards Block One within the EOS community. So <laughs> we've got a little ways to go. But overall, I think it's a really, really awesome technology, which, you know, we're just seeing the very tip of this iceberg. Yeah, I've been I've been seeing a bunch of crazy examples on Twitter, crazy integrations already. I wish I would have had more time to play around with it. Uh, feels like it's been a while since a new thing has been released that everyone is just like losing their minds over at the same time. So yeah, very cool. Very exciting. Uh, yeah. So send me by PM some of your favorite uh, chat GPT answers. And we'll, I think we'll have some really, <laughs> really fun uh, intros for the next few weeks. Um, Nathan, while you're here, why don't you talk to us about the EOS developer documentation overhaul that's been going on recently? Sure. Um, so overhaul is an understatement for this. Uh, we talked about this recently on a Twitter space, but I guess it's never really been discussed here in one of the firesides. Um, the documentation that was left from B1 actually had the license removed a couple years ago. Uh, we don't know whether it was a mistake or anything beyond that, but it left a large discrepancy between what we have now in the software versus the actual documentations that were available. We also have done a lot of updates past the last uh, iteration of those documents, which of course could not be there. Um, so th there was a lot of work trying to weed out all of the old stuff that was maybe from versions that we didn't merge into the new Antelope Leap. Um, and then also just trying to make sure that it doesn't have anything which references anything which is no longer valid or uh, or whatnot. There's still a couple things there which are referencing things that aren't really used anymore, um, but we didn't want to devoid it of all content. So we tried to bring it up to date as much as possible and then reskinned it, which was our kind of first initiative for this. The next things that we're doing with it is we're going to be updating a lot of that content, making it very EOS centric uh, because it's still a little bit dynamic as it was antelope documentation. Uh, and we want to make it far easier to get started with the chain, uh, which isn't something that could have been done before on the old documentation because, of course, it was meant to be dynamic and not uh, put one chain above anything else because that was, uh, you know, Block One's modus operandi. But uh, now we have an opportunity to make a very, very simple and easy to use documentation for EOS specifically, which will be the first point for developers who love documentation and written content. A little bit slow on the trigger was taking some screenshots and sharing in the chat here. Looks uh, looks good so far. Um, has anyone played around with this yet? I think you guys announced this just a few days ago, if I'm correct. Last Thursday. Last Thursday. So almost a week. You guys have had a week to play around with this. Has anyone in here uh, looked around? I'd love to hear your, your thoughts. Really hard to hear you, Hernan. Very low. Right. Uh, how about now? Better? 
better, so could thinking, be louder. Yeah, so I'm I'm just taking a look right now. Okay. Looks super smooth. So I'll give that a read and give that a go. But congrats, guys, on the release. Looks pretty smooth. There was another one that they caught cut off. Or not. What was, what was that? I said there was another person who got cut off. Um, but I oh, guess I didn't see. They regret it. But uh, so this is going to become a normal cadence from the DevRel team. Uh, there's going to be some information trickled out, most likely every Thursday. Uh, I think a lot of you know me. I don't really like to talk about stuff before it's built because I don't like to say something's going to get done and not have it get done in the end. Um, but a lot of this stuff is now uh, heading to completion and ready to to launch. So you can expect a more normal cadence from DevRel in the very, very, very near future. This is a... Brandon with ENF, also keep an eye out for spaces that the uh, DevRel team is hosting on Twitter. What's that all about, Nathan? Um, well, we have this new initiative called DCAFE. Uh, it's an attempt to broaden the community, expand the horizons of our understanding of what's out there in Web3 and also in Web2, and also just bring the name of EOS to people who might not be in in either of those, in Web3 or uh, not in Web3 and in Web2. Um, this is the first iteration of what we're planning to do with DCAF. It's kind of our pilot. Uh, and Twitter spaces, they're now, if, I, I don't know what it is on UTC time. Let me, let me pull it up here on my calendar. There's two spaces per week. Uh, one is on Tuesday, at I think it's maybe nine UTC or eight UTC, uh, and then there's another one which is on Thursday, which is at ten UTC, ten AM UTC. Uh, the other one was nine PM UTC. And uh, like I said, this is our first pilot for this. We have a lot more things that we have in mind for this. A lot of ways to expand this into other uh, avenues, whether it's YouTube, TikTok. I don't really want to give away too much because, like I said, I don't want to talk about things that aren't coming to fruition yet. But uh, we're definitely seeing a very good response from people who have never heard of EOS before, never been in part of the community. Uh, I think the last spaces had 100 plus uh, viewers or listeners in each of them. So it's it's really nice to be able to get opinions about what EOS is doing from people who have never heard of EOS before. Uh, it gives us a fresh perspective on everything. Um, you know, we've all been around for a long time. It's hard for us to really see the space objectively from inside of the bubble. So it's very important for me and for DevRel to be able to look at this from the perspective of new developers who are possibly coming into the space, seeing what they really need, what's bugging them, uh, and what would entice them to join something like EOS or just blockchain in general. That's great. And you're, uh, who's hosting these, uh, these new shows? 
usually? Uh, it is Janayad, who's also here. Or I think he's here. Uh, and myself, when I can make it. I think, uh, yeah, I think that's a pretty strong, strong combo. Uh, I'm not surprised you guys are already attracting a decent amount uh, of viewers. And uh, yeah, I like, I like the strategy of getting, uh, of getting exposure to people outside of this community. For sure, I think you guys will do a great job. Um, all right, so I guess we can move on to our next big topic of the week. There's many big topics this week. Binance integrating USDT uh, on EOS is a pretty big one in my opinion. Definitely going to give that one an air horn. If you guys have been watching the price of EOS today since this announcement, it's always it's also been air horn worthy. Um, so that's good to see. I'm sure some of you in here uh, may think there's another reason for the pump and we'll get into that soon enough. Um, just a few other topics I wanted to uh, go over before we get into that. Um, but yeah, so Binance integrates USDT on EOS. DeFi Box announces USDT Vault uh, pro DeFi protocol as well yesterday. So that was a great one-two punch attracting liquidity on chain. I'm looking forward to seeing the graphs in the Yield Plus report for December, I guess, and see, I'm sure we'll see a nice little bump in the graphs um, surrounding this announcement and the new the new vault. So that's been pretty exciting. Let's uh, let's see some ones in the chat. If you've already withdrawn USDT from Binance to your EOS account uh, so far, I'm gonna put a one on there and uh, also sent it into the DeFi box. Um, yeah, I mean, this is a pretty big news. I don't know, maybe Zach, you want to talk a bit about, uh, you know, the work that went into getting such a listing, uh, you know, announced? Yeah, I mean, it was a clear initiative uh, from the start, uh, as we mentioned a, a year ago, uh, getting the USDT rails set up uh, for uh, high volume exchanges because EOS uh, since its inception and especially once DeFi really took off, it was kind of bottlenecked and limited in what was possible because it was very difficult to bring uh, stable coins both on and off chain. So I, I, I'm kind of rehashing things we already discussed uh, on the last couple of weeks of firesides leading up to this, but um for example, a common arbitrage is you buy a token from one exchange or DEX and then you sell it on another exchange or DEX for a profit. Like 90% of trading volume in crypto is arbitrage because if one big trade happens on one exchange, then all of the other exchanges in, in the world kind of need to like trade on their order books to match that price. And then it, the actual spot price is kind of like a collective of all of those exchanges. So like one simple example is with DeFi box. So if I saw DeFi box for whatever reason in EOS is twice the price. So it's unrealistic. It'd be that far off, but let's say it's $2 right now. I'm like, Oh snap. I could buy up all these $2 EOS and then sell them on Binance for $1. So that assumes I have tether on chain. Um, but whenever I would sell um, or buy a token either on Binance or uh, DeFi Box, I would need to close that arbitrage. 
So in the case, I, I messed it up. If EOS was $2 on DeFi box, you would sell EOS into it and then buy it back from Binance. So in that example, okay, EOS, for whatever reason, its spot price is double what it is on Binance. So I would sell EOS I'm already holding, like a, say 1,000 EOS. And then I would buy, I would get Tether back from there. I arbed the price. I got a bunch of USDT now. How do I get my EOS back? Because I don't want to actually sell my EOS. I just want to collect the delta of the profit. So that trade was impossible to close by arb, ar, ar, like manual arbitrage or by bots arbitraging it. So you're stuck with this Tether. What do you do with it? Well, the only thing you could really do with this Tether is sell it back for another coin. To get it on an exchange, typically the, the flow... If you're holding stable coins, like let's say you're participating in a USDT EOS liquidity pool, if you wanted to actually withdraw that value in USDT, typically, unless you're using Bitfinex, um, you would have to buy EOS, transfer EOS to the exchange, and then sell the EOS back for fiat, and then send the fiat to your bank account. That's two taxable events if you're uh, doing good accounting. So it just created this massive amount of friction and made it impossible for the largest stakeholders in, in, in crypto to be able to enter the DeFi ecosystem on EOS. It would be like almost impossible to move like multi-million dollars of stable coins from large exchanges besides Binance to EOS uh, previously, because if you did that EOS method I, I mentioned where you got to like swap for EOS, then buy back your stable coins on chain. The the depth on the liquidity books just wasn't deep enough to be able to do. You could do some pretty big trades, but not like 10 million plus. So now, if you wanted to deploy 10 million dollars into, let's say, the EOS USDT liquidity pool, well, you you're on Binance. You could easily get Tether. You could easily get EOS. You could withdraw both of them to um, on chain. Withdraw them to EOS. So that's probably the biggest thing is it, it prevented large, large stakeholders to move uh, tokens in and out. And then also um, with Binance having all of their international banking relationships, so not for U.S. citizens, so I can't really benefit from it. But, um, for example, there's a lot of people getting paid in EOS right now on the network, whether through Palmelo, through Eden, through ENF Grants, through any means of interacting and doing work for the network there's all these this e economy going on with with workers um, not everyone wants to hold a hundred percent of their uh like assets in um volatile cryptocurrencies a lot of times you want to have some kind of stable coin position um, and sometimes you want to actually withdraw it to your bank account to pay a bill so now if you if you have your banking account uh, linked to your binance account you could actually get a five. You could treat EOS as your your personal bank account, where you can get a five percent plus yield, because the yield plus subsidy essentially makes it so that any DeFi protocol should be able to pass on at least a five percent yield for holding stable coins. So now instead of holding fiat in a bank, you could hold fiat in your EOS account. And when you need to spend it um, on in the real world, you could send it to Binance, send it to your bank account. So all of that, it sounds real simple, but none of that stuff was possible without the USDT rails. And Binance is the first exchange. Uh, there's other ones in the works. 
Um, but the biggest thing holding it back was one, you needed a central entity to kind of negotiate the terms uh, with the um, exchanges. So before the ENF existed, there wasn't a, a central authority within EOS to really push for that. Um, there was an attempt to get Block 1 to cover that at one point, uh, but they balked at the, like I think it was like a half million dollar listing fee. So it didn't never happen then. And then when the ENF first launched, um, we had the, the coordination, we had the capital to, to do it. But the problem was at that same time that the ENF launched, um, there was a regulatory change in China. And it, it made everyone, um, all the exchanges at least, very cautious. And though, even though USDT is a widely used asset and the other chain versions of it were already on a lot of these exchanges, they were still very hesitant about adding new assets. So that was kind of why there was like a holding period from around this time last year all the way up until now was um, the, the exchanges weren't really ready to uh, get fully on board until a couple of months ago. And then a couple of months ago, things really started ramping up. And that's kind of uh, what led to the listing today. There you go. A uh, couple of questions that I've seen in the chats, uh, actually, that Rodrigo echoed again in this chat just now. Um, where is this USDT coming from? Is, is it coming from another uh, USDT pool, for example, on Ethereum or Tron or something like that? And how much liquidity does this actually open up uh, from Binance for people who want to withdraw USDT? What Binance holds on their books, I, I mean, I don't know. I mean, that's kind of the whole thing with FTX is, uh, like, do they hold the actual assets that the exchange already, like, like what's being traded? Uh, I think Binance is obviously pushing for transparency, so they hold all the tether. But it's kind of like USDT is USDT is USDT, no matter which chain they're holding it on. So I don't know what their reserves are, but I do know that they have swaps in the background that if you wanted to make a, a $5 million withdraw of USDT to EOS and they only had $3 million on hand, they have ways in the background to kind of swap around from other exchanges and things like that to make it happen. Uh, I think the initial liquidity is uh, Vincent or Denis on here because I think they know the exact number. I don't have it in front of me. But I well, think Binance has a minimum of a $1 million liquidity uh, in Tether right now. So well, it's actually 2.2 like... sitting in the uh, main EOS of BIN account that most withdrawals come from uh, on EOS. So Perfect. there's at least 2.2 million ready for you, Rod Brigo, if you want to just shove that into the box. You can go we'll do that right away. Will um, Riga withdraw your 2 million? <laughs> um, the other question I've seen, which is slightly ridiculous in my opinion, but might as well. Uh, just address it is when USDC listing now. Now that we've got USDT, that's old news. Now we want USDC. Um, we've, we've engaged with Circle. It, it, it's not like things aren't like always like being worked on. It's really just a matter of aligning incentives. So um, previous, like when Yield Plus was kind of just being published or just getting ready to be published. 
uh, we, we were engaging with Circle uh, and kind of explaining the program to them, explaining the whitelisting of the, the two main assets, USDT and EOS. And that was kind of our offer was we could make USDC first class stablecoin, add it to uh, Yield Plus. Um, at that time, they looked at the amount of stablecoins on chain, which I don't remember the number, um, but it wasn't a huge number of USDT on chain. So from their perspective, they saw it. Um, they're not going to get 100% of that market share. They might take take a chunk out, but it just wasn't enough TVL to get them to bite yet. So that's kind of what I'm hopeful for with Circle. I, I think the more, uh, like at a certain point you would dilute it, but I do think USDC is kind of a little bit higher on, on the um, different people's, uh, I guess, risk thresholds. They feel more comfortable with USDC. And USDC also has different rails. Um, one thing to note uh, when doing the research on USDC integrations and the advantages of it is that for whatever reason, even though USDC is like a Coinbase-related thing, um, and it's on multiple chains, you can't actually deposit any version of USDC besides the Ethereum one to Coinbase, which make, which was quite annoying when I found that out because then I wouldn't get that same benefit that I, I mentioned with Binance and USDT, where if you could deposit your assets there, you could withdraw them to your bank account, for example. So there's Americans still... are so lucky your government protects you like that. I'm kind yeah. of jealous. But yeah, I mean, so to conclude, I would love USDC. We have contacts there. Like, we're on each other's radar. It's really just uh, increasing that TVL to show that there's an appetite for stablecoins because that's really what any other stablecoin would want to see is, is there a market for it? Is there customer demand? If there's customer demand for them, then sure. Like, I don't think it would be... Uh, outside the realm realm of possibility to get it. Uh, is it going to happen this week or this month? No. Um, but it's definitely on everyone's radar. And I, I, I agree that like I would love to see USDC. I would love to see um, other stable coins. But I think the two big ones are USDC and USD or T. Um, BUSD could be interesting, I think. And with everything going on with Binance, like that might be a, a nice path, I think. Another cool thing would be um, a bridge between uh, Binance Chain and EOS to kind of pair that, uh, kind of connect the liquidity between the two. Um, because if you look at um, EOS on Coin Market Cap, and it has like the Block Explorer links, you'll notice that it has a Block Explorer link to Binance Chain. One of the most liquid wrapped EOS tokens, for example, is actually on Binance Chain. There's there's actually tens of millions of dollars, I believe, of uh, DeFi activity on Binance Chain using their wrapped EOS token. Great answer. I was not expecting actually uh, that answer. Um, I would love to have USDC on uh, on EOS. Allowed me to diversify a bit my stablecoin exposure. I guess everyone should just be um, reasonable with their expectations. We started uh, the initiative with the Tether a year ago, 
Yeah, and, um, and I think Tether is the bigger play for sure. Yeah. Like if there's anyone you go for first, it's definitely Tether from Binance, I'm sure. Um, actually, yeah, I'll get to this other poll later on in the show. Any, um, uh, are there any Huobi users on, on this call? There you go, Hernan just withdrew some USDT on EOS through Binance, super smooth. Good job, Hernan. Doing his part, increasing TVL on EOS. The funny thing about the news today was that we actually dropped it on a fireside. Eve dropped it because I, I, I didn't have permission to. Like, what was that, like three or four weeks ago? Yeah, it was at the end of the fireside. We were told to not not speak about it too much, but those those hardcore EOS community members that are, were going to listen to the end of the fireside were going to get some heads up notice uh, that this was coming. I think it was actually usable before it was on the um, front end of Binance also. I think you could make deposits and withdrawals if you knew the accounts to send to. I think I may know people who have done that. Yes, it's possible. I didn't. I waited like a good crypto user for the official announcement to withdraw some tether to my accounts. But yeah, great job, guys, on getting that tether listing. Um and uh, yeah, let us know, guys, in the chat if so others of you are able to withdraw some tether from Binance just for the hell of it during this fireside. It's funny how um, for a lot of other projects with a token, it's always, especially early on in a project, there's always a celebration when you get listed your, your native token on a new exchange. Like Binance is always a big milestone for any project. And then Coinbase is always a big milestone. But with EOS, it's kind of like EOS is already listed everywhere. Like you'd have a harder time finding an exchange that didn't have EOS than one that did. So it's just interesting how we kind of are rallying around like getting the stable coins listed now because like the with all of the kind of issues that still need to be tackled and have been tackled over the last year, uh, exchange listings for EOS and liquidity for EOS has really never been a, a huge issue. So that's it's definitely like one of the strong points for EOS, and we just keep building more strength around it by by building the rails for uh, first USDT, and hopefully eventually uh, we'll start seeing more and more uh, EOS tokens on centralized exchanges. Yeah, for sure, and uh, nice to see the positive price action in the last twenty four hours as well. We were uh, we were number one of all coins at, at one point today on the one hour gains, which is nice to see. Um, all right, uh, Zach, while you're here, maybe uh, you and Aaron can talk a bit about Wharfkit again. We've been talking a lot about it. This is a SDK that went public from Graymass two weeks ago, maybe. And I haven't had time to listen to your podcast, so I need you guys to give me the recap of what you talked about. It wasn't public yet. So we recorded it like two weeks before the Wharf News came out, and we didn't know the name yet. So we're talking about this thing. I, th I think we were still calling it the client side SDKs. It's gone through multiple names since the wallet SDKs or wallet plus blue paper. Um, but all the conversations relevant. Um, I need Aaron to talk about the, I can talk about the conversation and what I think about it, but I can't tell you about Wharf because it's uh, obviously not my project. Yeah, I, to be honest, don't remember exactly what we talked about. <laughs> it feels like it was like six months ago. Um, 
But well, then let's yeah. hear from Zach. I think, why he's so excited I think the, more important, yeah. the more important thing is that we did a podcast. So that's kind of the new thing is that like we were trying to ramp up the efforts on that because there's not really a strong uh, podcast w- within the US ecosystem currently. So we're trying to um, record things on a backlog. That's why there was a little bit of a, a lull before between when it was recorded and when it was released, which is why neither of us could really remember the conversation too, too, too uh, clearly. Um, but I, I guess the news I could speak of is that there's another one on deck for this Friday. Uh, then there will be every other week roughly a podcast. So I know that's not the question you asked, but I did want to kind of give everyone some insight into what to expect. Uh, so we have a long laundry list of uh, upcoming guests. We already got three, I think, we have recorded on deck that we're just kind of sitting on to schedule out. Um, but like as far as Wharf, like what my excitement is for that is that it, <laughs> it, it, it's it's probably a silly thing, but to finally have a name for this thing that we've called wallet SDKs, client side SDKs. Uh, it, it's nice to finally have a name and a really cool brand. I think uh, the Gray Mass team is very talented with. Uh, their ability to create branding, I, th- I think, is very well thought out. As far as the features and functionality, I think that's going to be the most exciting thing is it's just going to remove a lot of the barriers to entry that every single uh, developer on an Antelope blockchain faces. So it's one of those things where like everyone is reinventing the wheel in a silo to save the, solve the same exact problems. So rather than everyone reinventing the wheel, Aaron and his team is essentially just building standardized wheels for everyone to attach to their cars. Um, And that's kind of the goal of a lot of the different initiatives uh, coming out of the Antelope Coalition and things being built. But I think uh, the the wallet SDKs or Wharf SDKs are going to be the biggest highlight of the whole reinventing the wheel problem or the maybe the wheel hasn't even been invented by anyone. Aaron's just inventing wheels right now. We've made a lot of wheels, and uh, we're just taking the best models of those wheels now and figuring out how we can make like a factory to output those wheels. I think that's probably a, a an apt analogy for where Wharf is heading. Um, and we're interviewing and having a lot of talks with the others in the community that have made their own wheels. Um, just a couple hours ago, we had our fourth uh, call for Wharf, which is kind of open to the developer community in some senses, into the stakeholders of the project. Um, but And we talked today about some of the wheels that like, we've all had to make before, like whether it is um, covering resources for a transaction or trying to correct a problem that has popped up as a user's trying to perform a transaction. Uh, those are, like, I, if you put a bunch of... Uh, the developers from the space in a room together and start talking about these things. It's things we've all had to do. We've all sat there and carved out these wheels ourselves to solve relatively the same problem. And some of us have had approaches, you know, like, oh, no, you carve it this way or you do it this way. Um, And it's a matter of, like, gathering all of that experience now and putting that... Uh, past experience and knowledge into making the most universally acceptable wheel possible. So that's been a lot of these calls and a lot of the Telegram conversation that's going on. Um, And yeah, I mean, the project is moving forward at a pretty rapid pace. Uh, We should have some usable stuff in the not-too-distant future. I won't be... I don't think you're going to see it in any production apps in 
at least this year, probably not until like maybe spring. Um, but there will be services and developers and other field crafters who are going to be trying it out soon to make sure that it prevents them from having to create their own wheels again. Kind of ran hard with that analogy, didn't we? <laughs> I bet. That's a good analogy, though. Yeah. I'm ready works. to start building some cars. Thanks for those wheels, Aaron. <laughs> no problem. We should have had some kind of boating or sailor analogy to fit with the uh, anchor and wharf theme a little bit better. Right. Be the sailmakers. I think one of the uh, really best things about this is that the ones that existed up until now, we didn't really have the ability to afford ourselves the time to go really deep into the architecture of all these libraries. Um, so being able to do it now with a longer term vision and go into the depths of how we would like people to use this, how people really have been using this historically and how they're going to use it in the future is you can see all of that work now coming to uh, fruition in front of us. And it's a lot easier. It's going to be a lot easier for people who are developing on all antelope chains to be able to start with this versus any of the iterations in the past, whether it was uh, ESJS1, ESJS2, uh, I think even EOS Core, this is far easier than any of that stuff. UAL, all of these different various pieces which you had to try to find and put together and they weren't maintained and it's been a hassle for a long time. So this is a really good uh, initiative to see. If we pull all of this off, there's going to be kind of a open source sharing of approaches through its plugin architecture in that like if tons of developers all of a sudden are trying to adopt this new thing on EOS or in Antelope and it's just really hard for them to do the the way that this is being architected is is like I can write a plugin or Nathan can write a plugin or somebody can write a plugin that other developers can then just put in their code and it will help solve that problem for them We've never had this capability up until now. Like even UAL was kind of a rough shot at that, but it was pretty limited. And that's because just the architecture underneath it was limiting. Like there was only so much we could do as developers to make that a reality. And since this is re-architected from the ground up, we're, we're like not bound by those limitations anymore. It's pretty exciting from a really nerdy perspective. Speak nerd to me. <laughs> I think the podcast that Zach and I did a couple weeks ago probably dove into this a lot more in depth about like just the potential that this unlocks. Um, and the brand obviously came after that, and a lot of things have already changed since then, but I bet most of it's still really relevant. Love you again. Yeah, we, we talked about code golf too. How's your code oh, golf yeah. game going? We haven't been playing quite as much, but that is something that we're really gonna push on once we do this push to get everybody that is developing apps to give this a try. Um we we dove into that on the call. It's it's kind of a process for us to brainstorm with the community. Um 
uh, for those who want to play and really write just some low-level effort pseudo code that's like here's what i have to do and this is silly that i have to do it this way um golf just being you know kind of the the path to hit the ball in the hole that's the whole objective of the game is to take the least amount of strokes possible and we're trying to apply that kind of logic to how you interact as a developer with these blockchains like if you can look at a thing that you need to do as a developer and you're like man this takes like eight steps to do why doesn't it just take one that's that's kind of the candidate to play golf with you want to reduce the number of steps to achieve your goal so we have a github repository for it talk about it in the podcast we'll be writing some blog posts and kind of spiffying up the repository to make it more welcoming um but I think this is probably a practice that as a developer community, you know, as we grow the developer communities, is something we should adopt. Like if somebody has a way to make something better and doesn't have the time to make it better, let's let's throw it into this concept of golf where you are not actually solving the problem, but you are illustrating the problem and proposing a solution that's not implemented yet. So that way, like as developers like Graymass, as we're working on Wharf, we can look at that and say, hey, look. They have a problem. They have kind of a proposed solution. It doesn't work right now, but maybe we can make that work within side wharf. So that's really the whole goal is to have the community participate, illustrate their problems, and help us come to solutions for it. I love it. I got pretty pumped up about code golf even though i'm not really a coder because i figure i can write pseudo code yeah, i could try yeah <laughs> it's certainly notice yeah. problems <laughs> can't everyone write code now with chat gpt that's right Kinda. i can just use chat gpt All right, 65 people live on Discord. Awesome to see so many people. I'm sure all of you are just can't wait for us to talk about Pomelo Season 4 updates. It's going on right now, of course. Donations are live. Um, I'll invite Daniel here, CEO of Pomelo, to uh, give you guys some updates. But before, I want to talk a bit about the next step in the NFT adventure for Pomelo. So it's going live on Tuesday. Those of you who have been accumulating the ingredients this season, uh, the Grant Collectibles, the Moon Rocks, the, the, the Moon Bots, all of that stuff, you'll be able to uh, you know, finish the adventure on, on Tuesday. Go to harvest.pomelo.io, as always, for all your Pomelo NFT adventure needs. And there's still uh, some base ingredients left if you haven't gone around to uh, buying some. Of course, all of the primary sales goes right back to Pomelo season four grant creators. All of the money raised is used as the matching pool for season four. So it's uh, a great way to support Pomelo, support a bunch of grants and uh, yeah, have fun and uh, craft some cool Pomelo NFTs uh, at the same time. Those of you who are able to collect some of the rarer pieces in the full collection, some of the ultra rares, the snapshot 
to earn your Pomelo Astronauts is going to happen on the same day that grant creators are going to be able to claim their funds for season four. So that's gonna be sometime in January. So there's still plenty of time for everyone to uh, finish up their collections. Um, Daniel, are you, are you around to talk more about uh, some other Pomelo features we wanna promote this week? Hey, 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 yes I am. Uh, so I guess I'll start by friendly reminder last day to submit your applications right now. So if you're, you know, thinking about participating this season, you haven't submitted your grant yet, you still have a little bit of time. You're cutting it close, but uh, you, it's still open right now. Uh, if, I'm, if I'm not mistaken, 1,200 UTC is the cutoff. Um, so very little bit of time left. And uh, really, really happy with what, what we're seeing so far. Uh, last I checked, I think we're up to 100 and... I pull up my board here, remind myself how many grants we've approved. Uh, 135 grants approved right now. Um, so not quite. We had 170, if I, if I recall correctly, last season. A little bit less this season. Uh, but we actually did raise the bar in our, the scrutiny we, we, in our review process. So some grants that might have been approved last season were not approved this season. Um, you know, in previous seasons, we were approving anything that just checked the boxes in terms of qualifying as a public good. We're looking a little deeper and does the intent actually match what is being said and are they, is it actually a public good? Uh, looking a little deeper. So it's a little bit more subjective, harder to, harder to do. We have to go a little deeper in the review. Um, but I think as a result, we get better quality grants for the community. Uh, so we're excited to continue exploring how we can scale that. Uh, right now it's a very manual internal process that, you know, over time we want to help, help get the community involved there. That's long-term on the roadmap. Uh, in terms of new features this season that we're excited about, there's a couple. Um, collections, I've talked about this already. Um, brand new feature allows you to curate your favorite grants and share them with the community and use your reputation to promote the grants that you think deserve more support. Uh, also an opportunity to grow your reputation. Maybe you're a, you know, you're not a developer or someone who wants to create any grants. You're relatively new to the community. You've got some time though. Maybe you've got some expertise. You can start putting together a collection, maybe even talking to the teams that are, are building grants, following up and seeing if they're delivering what they say they're planning on delivering. And by putting together a, a strong collection of grants that the community recognizes are, in fact, strong, you yourself, I think, can build up that reputation. Um, so it's a, an, it's a way to hold grants accountable, spread the love, lower the barrier for donors so they don't have to read through a million applications themselves. They can just donate to the, to the collections that they trust. Um, and again, one more opportunity to start earning reputation in the in the ecosystem. And at last count, I'm actually pretty surprised. It exceeded my expectations. I just counted how many collections we've had created, and we're up to 41 collections now. So again, for our... thank you, thank you. Yes, indeed. So this is our first season with collections. I you know I wasn't sure what to expect. How many people would adopt this? Um, and usually a lot, of, a lot of times these types of features take some time to get the community used to them and start using them and changing their habits. 
Um, but uh, we're already seeing it take hold, and I'm really excited about that. And there's some really solid collections there. One other thing I want to add about collection creators, actually, is that we may, if we have time, invite some of you guys on the, the last rapid-fire pitch session that's going on next Tuesday. Uh, if we have time, we'd love to hear from some of you collection creators about uh, talk about your collection, why you chose the grants you chose, what you like about these grants, and kind of, you know, the theme and uh, logic behind your collection. So if that's something that might interest you, just send me a PM directly here on uh, Discord or on Telegram or Twitter, wherever you want to find me, and um, maybe we can get uh, some of you guys to talk about your collections on the, on the pitch session next week. That's awesome. I'm looking forward to catching some of those collection pitches. Again, another opportunity to grow your reputation. Um, so yeah, that's collections. Really excited about it. Check it out if you haven't already. There's yeah some really solid ones in there. Um, and you can kind of get a sense of what are the grants that people support uh, from, the, from the community. Uh, the other big feature this season is a new way to boost your trust bonus. So you can now boost your trust bonus by confirming you've got a cell phone uh, using SMS. So we'll send you a, a code, enter it. There you go. You're verified. Um, we, we're uh, really happy with, with this being pretty inclusive of the whole community. As far as we know, pretty much everywhere in the world, people have cell phones. And as far as we know, it's working everywhere in the world. That was not the case when we first launched. Uh, so we're happy we were able to sort this out. Um, early in the season, we discovered that the, uh, our, our SMS messages were getting blocked being delivered to China. So our, our Chinese participants were not able to boost their SMS trust bonus. We worked with our vendor and were able to get that resolved. And now it's working. And as far as I know, that was the only country that was having issues. Um, so now anyone in the world has another way of boosting the trust bonus. The SMS is worth 10%. And what that does basically is increases the impact of your donations. Um, so the more items you you boost your trust bonus with, you can link multiple socials, do the SMS. If you have a passport, tap your passport without revealing your personal information. You can prove that you have a, a valid passport. Um, and altogether, you can uh, boost your trust bonus by, I believe it's a total of 65% is, the, is right now the maximum trust bonus, which means you know you, the donations you make are counted 65% higher when we're applying that quadratic matching algorithm to it, um, which helps A, make your donation go further, and B, uh, reduce the, the impact of civil attackers. Uh, we're by, by having more legitimate donors boost, maximize their trust bonus, we're diluting the impact of civil, which is, you know, fake users, or one person creating many accounts. It's difficult for someone in that case to maximize the trust bonus on all of these accounts. Um, so typically the civil accounts have low or no trust bonus, and those donations get diluted by the fact that everyone else has trust bonuses. Um, so again, booster trust bonus, it helps your the grants that you support get more money and it helps defend the the Pomelo community from bad actors. And I'm going to add a few things actually. Trust bonus is retroactive, right? So if you have already done donations, you can still boost your trust bonus. And as long as your trust bonus is boosted by the time the final distribution is finalized, uh, then, you know, you could still increase the impact of your previous donations. 
So don't let that stop you from boosting your trust bonus. And also, maybe having a EOS account that has an associated trust bonus may allow you to enter some promos over the holidays. That's all I'm going to say about that. Well, you, well, go keep going. It's fine. We It'll be announced soon enough. This is Alpha. we're all friends here. We're all friends here. Come on. <laughs> You, sure, you, so, and yeah. Liam, you and Liam have the most scoop. Let's 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 spill the beans. Uh, Liam, do you wanna do you wanna share the news? Are we talking about what's coming next week? Talking about the EOS holiday giveaway. Yeah, so we're gonna be uh, kicking off a really fun EOS holiday event for the whole community to get involved in. Uh, I guess we could just sort of explain what it is. It's going to be a little holiday gift giveaway. So we're going to have some questions looking back on the previous year uh, over three weeks. So um, each week there'll be a new sort of uh, post for you guys to take action in and another chance to win. And then you'll get a little gift NFT. And uh, then uh, after each contest period wraps up, uh, you'll get to unwrap your NFT, and uh, yeah, there'll be some special prizes. Maybe we should wait to hold off for people to see what the special prizes are that they'll get. But uh, yeah, it's going to be lots of fun. So that kicks off Wednesday. Keep your eyes peeled. Actually, the announcement will be out on Tuesday. So yeah. Yeah, there you go. And in order to reduce cyber attack on this fun little promo, we're going to be leveraging the list of Pomelo accounts that have a trust bonus enabled on them. Uh, so only people who have that trust, any trust bonus, doesn't have to be many of them, just any one of them on your EOS account, that's what's going to allow you to, uh, you know, potentially win some prizes during this fun little promo that we're going to be running. So we're going to be leveraging, you know, the Pomelo platform. We're going to be leveraging the Bounty Block social media contest platform, which is super powerful. I, we've been using it uh, with the Hot Sauce team to promote the Hot Sauce every week. You know, allows you to earn entries when you accomplish certain tasks, like following people on socials, retweeting, commenting, stuff like that. Really, really powerful software that the Bounty Block team has uh, has created. And this software is good not just on EOS, but also on Wax and other chains. So if you actually run a crypto project in the Antelope ecosystem, um, it's probably worth checking them out. Uh, join their Telegram channels, not hard to find. And uh, ask, uh, yes, let them know the fire step from the fireside sent you and uh, try it out. It's pretty cool. Okay. Tied in pretty much to the trust bonus. So it's really cool usage of leveraging the account system of Pamela with the trust bonus. So like, like we said, for the holiday contest, it'll be whitelisted based on participation. In, uh, I'm not quite sure if it has to do with participation. Can you correct me on that? So anyone can. We won't. We won't restrict people from joining the contest. If, but we will restrict sending prizes to the accounts only to the accounts that have the trust bonus. So again, just like your donations in Pomelo, you can do your donations and then go and add your trust bonus afterwards. Well, you'll be able to enter these, you know, giveaways, and then at some point later on in the week, you can go and you know activate your trust bonus on your Pomelo account and still be eligible for the prizes uh, at the end of the week. So what I was at, so it's just the account. So what I'm asking clarity on is, do they have to have, to be whitelisted? They do not need a historical record of a donation. They just need the account with the trust bonus. Is that correct? That's, that's right. That's right. Okay. Uh, no donation. The donation record is not not taking into consideration here. All you need is a free 
Pomelo account, an EOS account that you associate to your Pomelo account, and then an added trust bonus. Like Daniel mentioned, there's a bunch of them, Twitter, SMS, Passport, a uh, bunch of other socials too. So any one of those going to be good enough to qualify you for it. We all ones. have Discord accounts here. Discord is an option too. There you go. There you go. And people listening on Twitter, that's an option. On YouTube, I don't know if that's an option actually. Google, <laughs> Google account, that's an option. Google account, there you go. Yeah, we obviously, you know, cyber defense is super important to the Pomelo platform. The team recognizes that. The Pomelo team invests a lot of time and resources into analyzing, you know, the donations and trying, you know, trying their best to provide great defense against cyber attacks. And the community is critical to that defense strategy. You guys need to alert us when you think you see something suspicious. You can, you know, alert us in the chat. You can report directly on the platform, report grant, share as much evidence as you have. We've got some great blockchain sleuths in the community. You know, uh, eosdetective.io is a great tool that you can use to track transfers of money. So if you want to go, uh, you know, grab some screenshots, grab some notes, some accounts, etc. Um, all the information that we receive from the community, we definitely pay attention to it. And, you know, we take the time to analyze everything and make sure that these uh, matching pool funds go to the uh, worthy, legit public good projects, you know, built by our community members for the benefit of EOS and uh, Antelope. Yeah, and I'll just plus one that, you know, we're a small team, the Pinola team. There's, you know, many different ways you can break the rules. We want to try to limit that as much as possible. We can't see everything. You know, things like quid pro quo, which is, you know, offering something in exchange for a donation. That's against the rules. We want to prevent that. Grants that are caught doing that will they get disqualified. We've disqualified grants for that in the past. And oftentimes, those disqualification comes via reports from other community members. Um, so the best way to report, hit that little report button right on the grant in the Pomelo platform. Um, those reports will get logged organized nicely for our team you know we've got a github board that will get posted on um but we're also happy to receive you know reports in any you know if you want to report to me in a direct message on telegram or discord or even in a in a in a, in a public channel what's important though is that you've got evidence uh, we're we're it's really important that we're you know we don't want to take action on someone unnecessarily uh we give everyone a benefit of the doubt um so always good to you know bring bring some evidence if you with you if you have you know so a screenshot or a link to a something um that's very helpful and uh you know again I'll, I'll echo Steph's sentiment we've we've got some real great community members who uh really care about the integrity of this process and really go above and beyond you know given in and and you know really digging through all the evidence and and sharing it with us which we really appreciate All right, and final thing about Pomelo are the pitch sessions that I'm going to promote. Uh, we've got two pitch sessions left in English. Tomorrow is uh, pitch, Rapid Fire Twitter Spaces pitch session number three. And then the last one is Tuesday, both at 11 a.m. Eastern. Uh, if you applied for the pitch session for tomorrow, yesterday or today, check your emails. You should have a uh, confirmation email waiting for you. You can reply to that, share a bit of information, help us uh, host a great show tomorrow. Um, 
I'm gonna share the link for the pitch session. There's still time to apply for tomorrow's session. There's still a few spots left. So if you're hearing about this, even really last minute, um, send in your applications, show up to the Twitter spaces. We'll do our best to accommodate as many people, of course. And send me a private message if you wanna do a collections pitch, perhaps uh, next Tuesday. All right. Um, any questions or comments about Pomelo this season? Any feedback that you guys uh, want to give us? Going to give you guys a few moments. Still got over 60 people in here. That's awesome. I know many of you are grant creators. Many of you are donors. I see the notifications. Can't hide from me. So would love to hear your, your thoughts and feedback uh, on the season so far. Hey guys, uh, do wanted to jump in. Uh, I did sign up for tomorrow for a quick pitch, but uh, I'm super happy uh, to tell you guys that I just got the new started out grant approved on Pomelo, and uh, it's, it's very exciting. I I it I have to be totally honest with you guys. It has been a pretty rough few months for me. Uh, since uh, I had to kind of uh, um, put the EO Starter project on ice, but uh, I'm gathering things back and we're kind of uh, relaunching it with a different format, being like totally um, DAO driven. And, uh, and I am super excited to, you know, get, make the new improves and EO Starter becoming more kind of a dev shop for uh, the starter DAO. I think it's going to be uh, great for the whole community. I still want to see EOS tokens being launched and having, uh, uh, you know, and, and having a... Um, I don't want to cut you off, Hernan, but maybe you should save it for the fireside pitch tomorrow. Um, I so did... I, <laughs> I, I didn't receive your email application, though, so maybe you want to do it again or or just pm me your email and, and I'll, I'll i'll send you uh i'll send you that confirmation email but for sure for sure we'll get you in for uh tomorrow's session we've got about 10 people or so that have applied so far so still got a few spots left and uh, yeah looking looking forward to hearing a bunch of great pitches tomorrow if i don't have a wechat handle can i still yeah, so you can apply to different pitch sessions through that sign-up form. So there's actually four different pitch sessions. So there's the rapid fire on Twitter Spaces, which is what you should get in on for tomorrow. But there's also Generios that are doing some YouTube pitch deck uh, video sessions, which are longer. And there's also uh, the Pomelo team in China and Korea that are hosting pitch sessions there out there as well. So depending on which pitch session you want to join, sometimes you need a Twitter account, sometimes you need a WeChat, etc. Uh, but for just the fire, the rapid fire tomorrow, uh, you know, all you need is your, your Twitter account and an approved grant. Yeah, thanks. I, I just saw that I didn't, I didn't push the submit button on the, on the form, but I did just now. Thanks. There you go. So I'll send you that email. Uh, yeah, very soon. Hey guys. Hey guys, it's Martin. I think Hernan, uh, to participate in the Chinese pitch sessions, you don't need a WeChat account. Just to clarify that. It's on Tencent Meeting, but Tencent Meeting has uh, uh, basically a mirror uh, software, which is called Woof. 
Woof uh, meetings. So that's accessible with any other email sign up. You don't need to have WeChat for participating there. And there you go. Like, Thanks, Martin, for that clarification. To translate for me there. Um, I didn't quite hear you there. Maybe I talked over you, Hernan. But for the Chinese and Korean meetings, uh, some have a translator ready for English-speaking guests. Uh, others will recap your pitch uh, in Korean, for example. So it's definitely available for English speakers. All of the details are in the sign-up form, except for that one detail that is incorrect, which Martin corrected. Thank you, Martin. Martin's head is the one that heads our EOS uh, Nation Asia team. Um, handle That team handles all our translations, our events, hosting the hot sauce in China, um, spreading news about wax in China, Korea as well. Um, so yeah, shout out to Martin. Um, and thank you, Martin, for that precision. Any other comments or feedback uh, about uh, Pomelo season four. I'd love to, love to hear it. Hey, this is Dogman. I'm just wondering about the time that it can end. So um, I think Daniel Key said 12 UTC before, but I think it's passed. So I'm wondering, is there a set time, do you know, when it ends uh, today, as far as, as far as when applications can be submitted? Yeah, as far as I know, it's 1200 UTC, um, which I guess would be the next 1200 UTC, if I'm not mistaken. I could be, I could be wrong. Nobody knows when you can't submit applications anymore. Best not to wait too long. <laughs> Get That's in there, <laughs> submit right now if you can. Um, I think donations, I think we had agreed on like the last minute of the latest time zone to make sure yeah. that like anyone on Wednesday, the 14th of December, you can make a donation wherever you are in the world. If it's still Wednesday, means you can make a donation. Um, yeah. Same same for applications. So it's, it's like the last hour of the last of the day in the latest time zone, which again, for some, depending where you are in the world, is actually tomorrow, technically. Um, so yeah, so, I believe it's 1200 UTC, technically December 8th. So for, for Dogman that's in North America, for sure, before you go to bed, you can, you know, unless you, you go to bed at 7 a.m. in the morning. I don't know. <laughs> but likely be able to submit uh, tonight if you're in North America. Okay. Cool. Sounds great. Thank you very much. All right, um, let's keep it going. So, big news this week, very surprising to me. Wake up one day to hear that Eden on EOS has received a 500K EOS donation from Block One. Might as well say it. Um, I don't know. <laughs> For me, that was very surprising. I was not expecting that. I would have given you a lot of odds if you would have made a bet with me last week on, hey, do you think a block one is going to be donating some of the odds to Eden? Very surprising. I don't know what you guys think. I'm just going to leave it there for, for now. Uh, if you want to jump on, share your thoughts, 
Now's well, the time we, to do we it. Got Moxa, uh, maybe you can tell us a bit more uh, of inside details. I can sure talk about it if anyone has any questions or anything like that. I mean, we put out a press release on the Helios blog recently. There's quite a bit of information there. But I'm happy to answer any questions if anyone has any. All right, we're going to wrap it up there. So, <laughs> kidding, kidding. But uh, <laughs> yeah, speak up, guys. I'm sure, I'm sure so. Okay. No, anyways. I'm just going to leave it open for now. I don't want to get into it. Uh, I have a quick question. This is Andrew. Hi, Andrew. Um, I am just curious. Um, I was looking at the press release, and it it looked like it was uh, sort of in partnership with Helios. My question is, uh, is that the uh, did Helios participate in the funding, or was that strictly just kind of organizing everything? So that was organization. All the funding came directly from Block One. Mm -hmm. So originally, there was a, a connection made by Brock to um, B1, and then we followed up seeking funding for Eden. And then after a bit of time and arrangement, um, quite a lot of hard work, especially from Chris Barnes, uh, the transfer was made yesterday. So now Eden has a lot more in the treasury, a lot less to worry about with regards to the continuation of the process. And yeah, it's a lot more opportunity. Cool. Thanks. Thank you. Well, if that's all the questions, um, there'll be a blog coming out soon from the Eden Truth Delegates on EdenElections.com. So there might be a bit more information on that. We're looking to do a Twitter Spaces tomorrow. Um, that needs to be... Oh, question here. Yeah. Was that someone asking a question? I think that was maybe just a mistake from oh, someone no waiting. No uh, so Mel here, EOS London. Hi Mel, good to speak to you again. Hello, how are you? Yeah, good, thank you. Good, good, good. No, it's all good news. Um, I just wondered how we come to um, get that figure. Was there was that figure um, sort of mentioned from your side or uh, um, from Helios' side, or was it block one? Or can you not go into that detail? Um, I'm not entirely sure how the figure was came about. Um, Chris Barnes will probably be able to answer that more. He was more involved with the communications. Um, but it, it's substantial enough to keep Eden going for, for a long time. I know that Block One were well seeing the value of Eden, um, especially in the decentralized governance, the election process. So they value Eden, and that's the figure that was agreed on. Well, okay. I'll have to speak to Chris when he's about. Yeah, sure. So I'll continue on until there's another question. Um, so there's a Twitter Spaces tomorrow, hopefully. Um, I'll let you know about that soon. And if not, we'll be talking about it on our Chief Delegate meeting on Friday. So feel free to tune into that, ask any questions to the Chief Delegates, and we'll be sharing our opinions and what we plan to do with our funding in a bit more detail, etc. I'm going to be quite interested to see what the layer ones do with their increased funding as well, because now obviously every single um, layer one delegate has an increased funding. I suspect quite a lot of it will be going to Pamela.
Okay, well, the music has stopped, so if anyone has any more questions, feel free to send me a DM anytime. Thank you. Thanks, Stefan. Thank you, Waxa, for uh, jumping on and uh, being available for questions. Anytime. Thank you. All right. Couple quick, uh, smaller stories uh, to cover um, before we get to the community open mic section. Uh, the block producer roundtable uh, meetings are still going on every week. EOS support is doing some great recaps, recap articles on those meetings. So if you don't want to watch it on YouTube, you can read it on the EOS support uh, website. So I shared the link there in the chat. Uh, real quickly, this week they talked again about um, potential avenues for reducing RAM usage on the Antelope blockchains. So really this is very important to the WAX community of Antelope where their computational state is already over 90 gigs and is running up uh, soon against the limit of 128 gigs. Um, that is uh, currently the limit for uh, that is optimal that currently the limit on on antelope so conversations were had on that topic and these are important stepping stones you know for the solutions to the ram limitations request for proposal that the enf uh announced uh two weeks ago i think node operator roundtable did i say it wrong i might have um, yeah, exactly. Node operator, not just block producers, all node operators are invited to this roundtable. This meeting goes down uh, every week and is actually led uh, by Daniel. Yeah, that's me. <laughs> all right. Um, moving on to some emanate news. Oops, wrong, wrong sound effect. I meant to... I meant to a crowd cheering for the Emanate streaming platform I actually had a few questions from community members this uh, week asking if Emanate was still on EOS. They are definitely still on EOS. My tokens are definitely still staked in the Emanate platform, allowing me to listen to an unlimited amount of streams, create uh, playlists, all that good stuff. Um, they've also recently bridged their token to Ethereum. So if you've been hearing about Emanate on Ethereum, that's why. But of course, the whole system is not running on Ethereum, it's running on EOS, and they've just bridged their token over to, to Ethereum, which is a standard, standard operating procedure these days, pretty much. Um, but, uh, you know, they're still going strong on EOS. They're a great application. Check them out if you can, emanate.live. I will share the link in the chat below. There's a remix competition going on right now. So if you're into producing music, there is a song from the Mousetrap uh, label, which is ran by Dead Mouse, and they're offering prizes for people who are, you know, creating a new mix track. And also their yearly metaverse party is coming up on the 18th of December. Um, so Yana is going to be on the producing tables for that one as well, streaming live from the metaverse. Uh, There's going to be more details announced soon enough by Emanate, but it's going to be going down on the 18th of December, probably later on in the day after the EOS Community Poker Tournament that is also going down on Sunday, December 18th, and that's going to be starting at 11 a.m. I've already had some people message me 
on Discord saying they want in to the poker tournament. That's great. Send those DMs to me on Discord. The only requirements are that you're a member of this EOS community Discord server and that you have an EOS account. We're going to be playing on the Play Poker Now platform. Uh, all that detail is going to be sent to you in a DM um, once you send me, uh, you know, one saying you want to play. So it's going to be a fun event, a fun day for uh, the community on uh, this uh, Sunday, December 18th. I guess I can also uh, let you know that we're going to be skipping one fireside this uh, in uh, December. So December, Wednesday, December 21st, there will be no fireside, taking a little break, spending a bit of time with family and friends. Uh, but we'll be right back on December 28th, Wednesday, December 28th, for a year-end review special edition of the fireside. Um, so you guys won't miss out for too long, just a, just one week break. And then, uh, yeah, starting in the new year, not, not finalized just yet, but we're thinking of running one of these firesides per month earlier in the day on Wednesday. So instead of a 3 p.m. Eastern start time, like the firesides are currently right now, we would run one a, one a month at 9 a.m. start time on Wednesdays, allowing people, allowing English speaking people in the European time zones and in the Asian time zones to be able to join us on these fireside chats. For example, we invited the Eminate guys today to come on the fireside, talk about their app, their updates, their parties, etc. And they're like, oh, we'd love to, but that's 4 a.m. our time, Steph. Uh, you know, won't be able to do that this week, but maybe they'll actually try to come on uh, next week and give you our updates. But, you know, that's just one example uh, of sometimes we'd like to invite teams to come give us updates and they can't because this is in the middle of the night for them. So hopefully this new uh, schedule for the fireside is going to allow us to have new people join the fireside, new guests and new projects uh, talk to the community. I put my, my own project, my music on Emanate uh, in the chat. If you guys want to check it out and give me a like. There you go. Emanate.live front slash Airman. Love it. Uh, what kind of music do you make, Hernan? Well, it's mainly like uh, side trance, progressive trance, but also I have some uh, bit of uh, uh, some some chill tracks, a bit of electro. Uh, there's a release that it's more kind of a, a funk style electronic, but it's mainly you, you could say it's um, a progressive trance. Very cool, very cool. Um, <laughs> love. Love your profile picture on uh, on Eminate. Yeah, it's an old one. I'm, I'm can I? Young. I have long hair. Can that. I share this in the chat? I'm gonna have to just take a screenshot here. I need to share this. Share this masterpiece in the chat. Um, but yeah, if you guys want to send me some of the tracks that you guys make, I'd uh, love to you know load them up in my soundboard and use them as uh, intro or outro music for these firesides. Um, and uh, yeah, I've been getting more into uh, electronic music recently. I don't know why YouTube's been suggesting more and more of it, and I'm 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 missing very much my electronic music shows that I used to go to back in the pre-COVID days. Um, looking forward to maybe getting back on that train this summer. All right, so 
Yeah, ELSB's Turkey saying he heard that Emanate is moving to Polygon. So I'm not sure what that means exactly. Hopefully we get Emanate uh, on the show tomorrow, uh, next week, and they can explain to us exactly. But um, I'm suspecting it's maybe just the token that's moving around. I highly doubt that they would want to run their platform on Polygon compared to the highly performant EOS blockchain that they're currently optimized for. But I don't know. We'll see. We'll find out what they say next week. Um, and then the last piece of news, tiny enemies closed beta finally upon us. I've been hearing, uh, been hearing about this team for a while now. I think this is their second Pomelo season might be their third. I'm not sure. Uh, but I know they, they were in there on uh, season three. Uh, they're in Pomelo season four. It's a, uh, strategy game based, you know, on the, EOS blockchain. So I joined their Discord today. I'm going to try to try it out this weekend if I have a bit of time. Uh, I'm a big fan of strategy games. I'm a big fan of the EOS blockchain. Figure this is a match made in heaven. Um, there you go. Daniel Keys sharing the nice one, uh, Pomelo Grant there. If you guys uh, want to support them, that's how you can do it. All right. So that kind of wraps it up for the topics that I had. Um, Let's uh, let's hear from you guys. Any any questions? Any thoughts? Any funny Chat GPT texts you want to share? I'm actually kind of disappointed. I haven't received any PMs yet from people submitting new AI powered uh, fireside intros. Hopefully, hopefully I get some submissions uh, by the end of next week. By this question. by the fireside next week. I have a question there, Stefan. I, I tried this, the chat that's an open AI, like I made an account and I tried it and it only answers me with like short text. I cannot get like a long form post out of, out of that AI. So I don't know if I'm doing chat GPT or I'm doing just this, another version of open AI chat, but yeah, I'm not, uh, I'm not super familiar, but I know there's tons of, uh, options, you know, or like different modes, I guess there are like, there's write code for me mode. There's like open questions and stuff. So maybe you just need to play around, um, with the settings here. There we go. Trimbot finally coming through for us with some new EOS chat GPT text. Let's see. Let's see if this one's good. All right. Are you ready for the comeback of the century? EOS was once on the brink of failure, but with the firing of block one and the hard fork to antelope, EOS is set to make an epic community led comeback. The result of organization, collaboration, innovation, EOS will soon be faster than ever with instant transactions and infinite scalability. And with its reliable blockchain tech, EOS is the perfect choice for your DAP. Don't miss your chance to join the EOS community today and be part of the comeback story that will shake the world. Join the EOS revolution today. <laughs> that was great. My God. Hopefully he can't host firesides either and he can just stick to writing my intros. That'd be nice, but I don't want to, I don't want to lose my job here, man. But seriously, this, this stuff is going to be crazy. How are teachers going to defend against this? My God, uh, I'm going to have to talk to my brother about that. But uh, I know, I know Daniel, I shared this comment in our, in our private chat and Daniel said, you know, teachers don't need to defend against it. They need to embrace it and teach 
the students how to use the tool. I don't know what you guys think about that. Um, but uh, yeah, pretty, pretty crazy stuff going on in the world of AI. Trimbody, you serious? Did you fucking troll me? Are you trying to take my job away? Damn. I have no idea if this is Trimbot or the bot or, or Chatbot. No idea. We'll never know either. You can never know with this Trimbot fella. Hey, this is Lars. Uh, am I able to speak? Hey, Lars. How's it going? going I, I, I always get confused between here and Twitter if one of the two you have to like request to get on stage, but I guess I guess I could just talk. Just waltz on up here and say what you got to say. Well, I just want to let everybody know. Um, it's not a, I'm not doing a pitch. I just wanted to let everybody know that uh, the zine comes out tomorrow. And I just want to thank everybody for being really patient with it. Um, I kind of feel like I was edging you guys for months, and I'm really sorry about that. It's just that a lot of the aspects of the zine um, kind of took on a life of their own and kind of grew and, you know, they, they just became bigger projects than, than just trying to get the zine itself out. So um, the fractal fiction thing was a, a really big one that took a lot of planning and, and everything. And the art took a lot longer than I anticipated, but I'm dropping the first issue tomorrow. And I uh, just wanted to let everybody know about that and to look out for it. Um, there, there's a website. It'll be, immutablerealms.com you can actually page through it there it'll be shareables and um you know like the last step i'm doing this evening is just live links on the pdf so that you can click through and go to everybody like all the contributors um web pages and stuff but uh it's gonna be great there's a interview with chris barnes and there's a guy named peter grick who's like a surrealist artist who is really really uh he's a eos holder as well stakeholder He's been there since the beginning, and um, he does really, really cool, like, surrealist, like, almost H.R. Giger-style art. And we talked uh, a lot about NFTs and AI, actually, to kind of tie that in with what you were just talking about with GPT. Um, and uh, the only other thing I wanted to mention is if you are into AI, um, and, it, you know, if you're familiar with some of the Garbage Pail Kids uh, cards I did on Wax um, for Tops, the guy, the artist that I worked with... Um, Adam Sward, he and I are on Instagram tonight at 7.30 Central Standard Time. We're doing like this, like, uh, he hates it. He, he's like a dear friend of mine, but he hates AI art and I love it. So we're going to do like a battle royale and like clash heads tonight on Instagram live at 7.30. And that's going to be pretty interesting because it's becoming more divisive, I think, than COVID. People's opinions on AI art. But that's, that's all I wanted to say. Thanks for letting me talk. No, that's exciting, Lars. You you had me in the beginning. I was like, is this guy want is this guy sneaking in a pomelo pitch right under my nose? But no, you dropped a big news. Design is finally out. That's awesome. Um yep. when, when when NFTs or when can I hold that in my account? Is that also coming up? Is that well tomorrow? The, the, there's there was yeah, it's it's just gonna be read, readable and shareable. Um and that kind of falls under the requirements of it being a public good i couldn't you know I, I talked with daniel about that a little bit about like issuing nfts of anything that has to do with immutable realms gets a little sticky so let me it's clarify just that be... a bit if you okay. don't mind so sure. i would say so 
raising money to do an NFT, that's not a public good. Offering an NFT as a extra bonus, as long as you're fun, you know, so what you've done here is you created a public free to access, that's a public good. Your, your zine, anyone can access for free. If you want to have like a premium side thing, issue some NFTs of it, don't use Pamela to raise funds for that part. Uh, but that's okay. As long as you keep your Pamela proposal to the part that is a public good. If you were to only do an NFT and the only way to get access to this zine is via the NFT, in that case, that's not a public good. What well, about I, what about embedding a drop for a free cover NFT that you can find the link to inside the magazine? Would that be legal within the Pomelo framework? As far as I could tell, yeah, yeah. What would be illegal is offering donors an NFT in exchange for a donation. So you know, as long as you know your free drop is available to anybody who wants to access it, that's legit. And I, like I said, even if you want to do an NFT sale. Um, that's fine as long as what you raised funds for on Pomelo is not that exclusive so as, NFT. As long as the zine in its entirety, without limitations, is available for anybody that wants to read it for free. That's right. It's that's right. It's a public good. Cool. That's great. That's really good information to have. Thanks. Yeah, no problem. So hint, with that hint. knowledge, yes. Hint, hint. They're, they're, yeah, exactly. With that knowledge, they're most likely will be. Awesome. Awesome. Well, thanks, Lars, for coming on, sharing that great, great update. Yeah, definitely looking forward to it. Martin in the chat, super excited about the zine as well. Uh, yeah, looking forward to it. Yeah, Lars, can you share the website in here already, even though the link may not be up just yet? Uh, yeah, you know what? I just got a text from a friend who's like, hey, idiot, it's not .com. It's actually not .com. It's .io. Sorry about that. ImmutableRealms.io. So don't. Uh, it's not fully live yet. So there's, like, I'm just finishing up the, the domain and everything. So don't go there now. Yeah, right. I'm sharing the link right now for everyone to go there now. No, no. Go there tomorrow. Give me like 12 hours and then you'll no be able dice. to read it. No dice. Immutable realms. I don't know if I got it. I typed it wrong. Right. Let's see. You're just going to get a WordPress uh, theme right now. Oh, coffee. We got rug, guys. We got rug. This is coffee. <laughs> I love coffee. <laughs> the coffee is just like the appetizer. Just to, it's, This is okay. going to be like the zine that sits on the coffee table. Ah, okay, okay, okay. That makes sense. Phew. But at least we can bookmark it now, and when we come back, you know, later tonight or tomorrow, we'll, we'll, we'll get what we, we can need. Just we'll come spend, spend the next twelve hours smashing that F five key, Refresh. waiting right. for the design to pop up. <laughs> There's actually the previews of it are are on Twitter. So if you go to my Twitter. Um, I have like, actually I dropped it in the voice chat too, but there's a little like animated gift that does a really quick, like page turn through it. And it's like all 20 pages. So you can kind of get a very quick glimpse of how it all looks. There we go. That's what we want. Um, let me see.
can't find you. Someone help share that tweet tweet link <laughs> in the chat. Oh, there it is. Lewis coming in strong with the link. Like it. Yeah, I would send the link when I'm driving to pick my son up from school. So, I better You're not. Excused. You're excused. Yes. But uh, yeah, thanks for uh, making the effort to come uh, announce this great news live. Love it. And I like yeah. that you didn't tell us it's coming out in two weeks. Less yeah, than well, 24 hours. Little, Let's go. I like the, it. Yeah, the, 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 that's the thing is like, even with like the website, just trying to finish the website, like, man, I can't tell you how much of a stretch it was just to get to the point that everything was ready to be released before season four entr uh, campaign entries. Uh, submissions close like i've i've been like three hours a day but um yeah the last step is just the website but man it's been a it's been a marathon for sure much bigger That's, project than i anticipated in the beginning yeah, looking forward to it for sure um might as well ask you do you have a grant up for season four on Pomelo? i do yeah it, it, it was just approved this morning so it's the there same you go. yep same domain Good stuff. Are you going to be Are you going to be pitching tomorrow? On the I actually uh, just sent, I just sent you a uh, message on Telegram. If you could uh, just DM me somewhere and give me the link to the signups, I would love to pitch tomorrow on the rapid fire. Sounds good. I'll give you that sign up form right now. Cool. Thanks, everybody. See ya. See ya, Lars. Hey everyone, this is Dan Singjoy, and I'd like to share a couple announcements. Hey Dan. Hey Stefan. So, great show so far, as always. Thanks for the fireside chat. On everybody. <laughs> Love it. Uh, and thanks for all the great work in the EOS community too, of course. Everybody's doing awesome work. And what I'm announcing here, I'm, I'm starting two shows, and I'm starting them both this week so one is called creator talk and one is called fractal apple um, um so creator talk it's mostly ready to go and i'm going to try to share it later today or tomorrow i did an interview with the das Vedicunas, uh about eden plus fractal which is the new process that he created that combines the eden election process and the fractally process into one uh process we've been meeting uh and using this process for the past two months now and we've also been calling it more of like a consensus game now as well uh in a different way but anyway we did an interview a couple months ago about it when we first started using that processor game and i've been working on a lot and creating this new show where i'll be interviewing all kinds of creators like developers who are developing cool things in eos and also artists and musicians and also, like aiming to share great things about people doing work in the community and then also share it with people who haven't heard of EOS and blockchain and so forth. So I'm really excited to share that. Uh, and that will be coming out layers today or tomorrow. I also have a website that it's mostly ready if people want to like peek at it now they can, but maybe I'll wait until the tweets come out tomorrow or when they come out. And then uh, secondly, I'm launching Fractal Apple, which will be a weekly live stream show. Um, I used to host... Uh, I used to host the hot sauce for a while and I like doing that kind of weekly show. And so I'm going to do that kind of show, but more about Eden and fractal cooperation with like a new show sharing all the cool news and then also mixing it with 
music and all sorts of fun, different creative things. And in the first week, I'm going to be live streaming while I'm giving 500 EOS to public goods creators on Pomelo. So I think that, yes, it's funds raised from Eden and, and Eden Fracto for uh, recently. And so I think it would be a really cool opportunity to highlight the work of a bunch of awesome creators in the ecosystem, share Pomelo with the world, share what we're doing, share a little bit about what I'm also doing with Eden Creators because these are all kind of related and help promote everybody's work and then do it live and, and share the experience. So I think it'll be really cool. And then in the future, I'll do all sorts of, uh, of other episodes and fun things as well and educational things. Uh, and I think I'm still trying to figure out the way I'm going to do it because I, I'm i trying to do a lot at once right now. But the plan is that I'm going to do one live stream tomorrow to test it out right before the Pomelo pitch session, in the hour before it. And I'm going to give out 200 EOS then and see how it all works, and then try to give a more produced show with a fractal Apple song and cool intro and everything like that on Sunday before the town hall, and then do them before Eden Town Halls on Sunday at 15 UTC. This, these plans could change because I'm trying to do a lot at once, like I said, but I'm really excited to be sharing Creator Talk and Fractal Apple with y'all. And uh, yeah, I hope that explains it well. Looking forward to sharing, and I'd be happy to answer any questions or go into more detail about any of that. Looking forward to sharing with you, and thank you very much. Fractal Apple, I mean, that's great branding, I gotta say. That flows well <laughs> off the tongue. Um, and I'm sure I'm sure your show is gonna be amazing in many different ways. Can't wait to uh at least catch some highlights, which I'm sure will be shared uh, in the community. Um and yeah, good luck. Good luck with all your plans. Uh, I agree, you are trying to do a lot. And um, yeah, thanks for sharing sharing that news and sharing all this EOS to get us to join the, these first few shows. That's that's awesome. Yes, uh, thank you very much, Sean. I, I appreciate the kind words. I'm glad you're excited about it too. I love the name Fractal Apple. There's a lot of cool meanings behind it that I can share at some point. And uh, yeah, I, I'm I'm very excited about it. I think you said it was something else that was really cool. That I wanted to respond to, but anyway, thank you and looking forward to it. I was looking for a, for an Apple sound effect here on my soundboard. I was not able to find one. Uh, <laughs> maybe I'll have one ready for for the next time. Sounds good. I wonder if that would be like a biting apple sound or what kind of sound that would make. But looking forward to, or, or <laughs> yeah, yeah. apple on his head. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I don't know. We'll see. We'll find out. We'll see what happens. <laughs> okay. Cool. But uh, yeah, thanks for coming on the fireside. Thanks for sharing, and uh, yeah, good luck. Good luck with the new shows. Sounds great. Thank you very much. Hey, Stefan, it's Patrick uh, Nova Crypto. Do you hear me? Yeah, baby. Yeah. Oh, that's a nice answer. Oh no, so that's the illegal sound effect. My, my ah. <laughs> yeah, baby, yeah. <laughs> oh, nice. So, Pat welcome, Nova Joy welcome, here. Pat, Pat Nova Joy to the fireside. Yeah, thank you very much. I, I want just to make a big shout out to uh, Dancing Joy for the Eden Fractal Apple. Uh, Eden Apple or Fractal Apple, yeah, that's a nice uh, tagline. And I have also something to share with you again here. I put here in the chat again. That's the Antelope Swiss Workshop. 
of this 9 December published at 15.30 UTC. And you see the guests. We have an hidden fractal update number three with Dancing Joy co-hosted with me and with Tadas Veitikun as we spoke about the current iteration into the hidden fractal. That's very well, uh, that's going very well there. We are uh, brainstorming. We have also the brainstorming session. That's on the 13 December. So next week at 16 UTC, that will be the last of this season, but we will continue because we have a great um, um, brainstorming there. So we will continue. I, I have also interview with uh, CTF, EOS ETF with um, Vlad on the picture here. Nice interview breakdown into what it is, why we need that, how it works. Then a co-hosted interview again with Dancing Joy of Jesse Jaffe of uh, EOSB swarms and comments, the current iteration in the bees. That's very well done. A nice interview. Uh, insightful. I encourage everyone to see that. That's all timestamped, by the way. And the last video, it's about ZEOS private transaction on EOS. That's the second update with uh, Matthias Schönbeck. And uh, we spoke about um, pseudonymous system, Sibyl uh, protection that could help Pomelo also, and that could help other communities. So that's a very nice workshop that's published on the Nova Crypto YouTube channel at 15.30 UTC. And that's also on Bywire with a nice post to, to explain about the, 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 the theme, the theme of this uh, workshop, it's web web three full spectrum, and also about how to do internested collaboration, more fractal, more fragmented, uh, with antelope uh, uh, networks. So that's a good antelope Swiss workshop, last of the season three. That's my third season already, and I begin the next year on January twenty third for six workshops again, every two months to totalize. Uh, 23 workshop at the end of 2023. I will totalize 23 workshops and I, I am very happy to continue to do so and uh, very happy to, to be with um, nice people into this EOS ecosystem and beyond. So watch this uh, workshop last of the season and a nice uh, shout out to, um, to Dancing Joy Dogman, the best dog in the, like, in the galaxy. Voila, thank you very much. Voila. Thank you very much, Patrick. Uh, I love doing those interviews with you. Thanks again for inviting me to co-host and all the great work you're doing with uh, Nova Crypto, MindWebs, and the brainstorming sessions. So thanks so much, Patrick, and looking forward to collaborating more. Oh, thank you, Dan. And I, I forget to mention about Pomelo Season 4 with the collections. That's just amazing. Uh, watch the video with Jesse because we dive into a nice collection on Pomelo Season 4. That's the languages of EOS. Jesse Jaffe has made a fantastic collection. Uh, I want to, to, to make a shout out here for Jesse Jaffe of the Bees. And he if has you made pitch your collections. Send me DMs. I should be getting a bunch of DMs right now and I'm not. And it's making oh, yeah. me a bit sad. Gotta, uh, gotta be honest, guys. Send me a I DM no, if you want to play poker with us on Sunday, the 18th. Send me a DM if you've got some epic EOS text that's generated by ChatGPT. And send me a DM if you want to promote your collections on next week's Fireside. Let's go. 
Yeah, I don't want to do any uh, preference for the collection on uh, on uh, Pomelo season four. There are beautiful collections. That's what there is a MindWeb Pomelo collection mind map. Some people have sent already their links to their collection to this mind map. That's work very well. They have also they have also sent their grant. That's not just a collection mind map. That's also a grant uh, mind map. And there is a collection that I love it. It's the EOS languages, uh, and it's a collection of the bees, and making some good, uh, taking some good grants and putting that in a collection named the the language of EOS. So that's very well done. So and shout out to everyone in uh, Pomelo. That's uh, beautiful to see all those projects. Uh, I will continue to donate to the maximum of projects that I can. And uh, yeah, as the last season, that was fantastic. So this season is uh, a yeah baby, I would say. Very well done. Yeah, baby, yeah. That was so slow. I'm so sorry, guys. Um, <laughs> sh shout out. Uh, thank you. Thank you, Patrick, again uh, for uh, for these updates and for everything you do. In the yeah, the but I have a bad news for you, Stefan. Your soundboard is uh, not well uh, parametrized with the sound. So I have I have here the original. One, no, two, that was a three. <laughs> yes, baby. That's the right yeah, one. Yeah, baby. Yeah. I don't know. I think I like this one you produced for me last week better. Um, thank you, Stefan. Thank you. Shout out to Yana, of course, taking care of this Discord server for everyone. She's got the Poker EOS Poker Night event up. It's nighttime for her. We don't need to tell her that it's morning time for us in North America. Uh, but you can, uh, yeah, sign up. Uh, click you're interested on that. You'll get the reminders. But in order to join, you have to message me prior to the start of the tournament. I'm going to send you a link to the table. I'm going to send you an invite code that you'll use to join. And those, uh, those codes will be sent out just prior to the event starting because I don't want people joining the tournament and then not showing up on Sunday and then just blinding away their stack. So that's why I'm going to be sending these passwords or these invite codes in like the hour before the tournament. So you need to be part of this Discord server to join. And then, uh, yeah, that's how it's going to go down. I'm going to try to play this time. Really, really would love to play. But of course, my focus is making sure the event runs smoothly. It's going to be one rebuy each. I'm going to make sure the settings are correct this time. I'm going to make the tournament a tiny bit longer, I think. Uh, hopefully, we have a few more entries than last time. We had around 40 people join us last time. I, I think we'll get more this time around. Where I'm going to make the, the blind levels a bit longer, aiming for the tournament to last about two hours until we get to like the final two or three. And of course, there's going to be tons of great prizes to win. There's going to be 500 EOS up for grabs. Now, this EOS is not yours to just put into the DeFi box. It, it is only able to be donated to uh, Season 4 uh, Pomelo Grants. So the winners of the tournament can let me know where they want their EOS to be donated. And then we'll be sending that EOS directly to the grants. If you're a grant owner, you're definitely welcome to play and try to win some EOS for yourself. We'll be sharing tons of great NFT prizes, Pomelo astronauts, party crackers, who knows what else. Uh, if you want to donate some prizes to the EOS Community Poker Tournament, send me a message. We accept all sorts of prizes. We'll make sure to give you, uh, give our sponsors some shout outs on social media, on the firesides, on the, uh, during the event, of course. 
And uh, yeah, it's uh, it's good fun. We can all hang out in the in the voice chat together, laugh at the bad beats that we put on each other, complain that the seven two offsuit we folded would have made a full house, and how that's so tilting, and whatever else you guys, uh, whatever else we want to talk about while we play a bit of cards on uh, Sunday the eighteenth. What beautiful news! Are you gonna Are you gonna be joining Patrick? I know you joined last time. I don't think you lasted very long. I know long. that I am. Uh, I am okay to do all what you say, uh, because I am yes man. Like oh, Jim right. Carrey, I have decided to say yes. Let's do this. All right, Patrick. Good luck at the tables. Yeah, I don't know what I say sometimes, but I love yours. I don't know for you. So yes. it's very silence here today. We uh, love it's yours. Up, it's coming up on the end of the show. It's fine. It's been a big week. Lots, lots of action. Everyone's kids are sick. People aren't sleeping. You know. Yeah. I think that's what's going Don't on. Don't worry, guys. Now we have 500,000 500, years by block one. Fantastic. <laughs> No, okay. Uh, sorry. I, I don't know. I don't know. I have to digest. <clears throat> Are you sure it's not a joke? No. Oh, by the way, I love poker. It's super tiring. Life is poker. So I think we're going to wrap it up there. Last call for your pop token. Get in there. Pop bot chat. Register your EOS account. Grab your free pop token for the day. And uh, yeah, we're going to we're going to wrap it up here. Thank you, everyone, uh, for joining. Looking forward to all your PMs on Discord for all the reasons I asked previously. And uh, yeah, until next week, get out there. Donate to Pomelo, submit some chat requests to ChatGPT, and we'll do it all over again uh, next week. Good night, uh, yeah. everyone. And, do and, and donate to EOS Nation Amplified on Pomelo. <laughs> Thanks, Patrick. And let's go EOS. Yes. Yeah, baby, yeah. Go EOS. Go EOS. Oh, Go the Go oh, yes. Have a nice uh, holidays. By the way, I'm coming one step back. Go, Patrick. Thank you very much, guys. At Nova Joy signing off. At Nova Joy is the best. At Nova Joy. Nova Joy is the best at Nova Joy. Bueno, Psycho, I mean, go. After dancing joy and condom love joy, you have at Nova Joy.
I don't know for you, but this Yosfire side chat is very, very spicy. 